She's won four Emmys and has starred in one of television's most iconic television series, which is now celebrating its golden anniversary. She's here today to talk about that beloved series, her amazing career, and a new Netflix show. So let's meet her on an all-new episode of Up Next. Hi, everyone. It's John Contratti, and this is another episode of Up Next. Today, my guest is an actress of stage, screen, and television. She's a four-time Emmy Award winner. Uh, We all know her best from the iconic TV series, The Waltons, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary, aside from all of her other many projects. So it is an honor to welcome to the show, Michael Learned. Oh, thank you. I was just laughing because I thought, well, at least you didn't call me an icon. (laughs) You called the show an iconic show. (laughs) Because you know you're old when you become an icon. (laughs) So you were born in Washington, D.C.? That's right. Yeah, I was researching you, and I found it so interesting. And then for many years, you lived on a farm in Connecticut. I did. Um, Yeah, it was just a 21-acre farm. It wasn't an actual working farm, but we had a cow that serviced my family and my best friend's family. And I milked three goats every morning before I went to school and three goats at night. And I fed all the animals, cleaned out the stalls. I I had stolen money from my dad. I, I used to sneak in and steal quarters or whatever I could find to buy candy. And some teacher busted me and called my father and said, your daughter's buying an awful lot of candy for everybody. And so he made up a chart and I had to do all these chores to pay him back, rightfully so. And um, and those cho- uh, it's not like my parents were abusive, but, I, you know, they made me pay back the money that I had stolen. You were a family of girls. You had all sisters? Six girls. Six no, girls. Six of us, which yeah. is enough. <laughs> I just one of them a few minutes ago, actually. You moved to Austria as well? That's right. My father was working for what was then the OSS and then later became the CIA. And we didn't know that, of course. We kids just thought we were lucky enough to be moving to Austria. And... Um, Oh, it was just beautiful. We we traveled through, uh, we went over on a freighter. I just was reading it. I wrote about it because it was quite a journey. It was supposed to take 10 days. It took us three weeks because of weather to, um, to get there to Spain. And then we drove from Spain through uh, France and Italy and wound up in Austria where we lived for three years. Where did you discover your love for acting while you were there? Well, I always wanted to dance like most young girls want to be a ballerina when they grow up and uh, like guys want to be a fireman or a policeman. And um, so I I wanted to be a dancer and my parents sent me off to a boarding school, which was primarily a ballet school, but they also had a special drama department and the teacher took me aside one day and said, you know, you're not very good as a dancer. Why don't you consider being a special drama student? So I said, yes. That's where I really learned a wonderful training, you know, because you're learning as your body's growing, you're learning to breathe, uh, intercostal diaphragmatic breathing and all of that stuff while your body is still forming itself. So it's wonderful training. So before television came, you started in the theater? I did, yes. Off-Broadway and then uh, after the Waltons, Broadway. Um, 
and then uh, you know my my happiest career years were at uh, ACT in San Francisco, the American Conservatory Theater Rep Company. So you're doing a comedy in the afternoon and Shakespeare at night and rehearsing another play during the day. I mean, it was really an extraordinary and teaching, learning and teaching at the same time. It was fabulous. Before the Waltons, there was a TV series called Wojcik, and I think you did like two episodes of it. I did. Oh my gosh! It was with it, it was with um, John Vernon. Oh, John! Yes, he was a very close friend, very dear friend. Yeah. He and his wife, we were friends in Toronto, and then he moved out here first because he got a gig with um. Oh God, I can't think of his name. It, it was in a movie called um, Bullet, I think. No, Point Blank. Well, I can't think of who the actor was, but anyway, he moved out here to do that. And we were all terribly impressed that he was going to Hollywood. And uh, then years later, my husband and I worked, worked at ACT. And then I came down here and got the Waltons, which was a real thrill. So you joined the Waltons. It was the homecoming. And then it, with Patricia Neal. And then what's it like to join a cast that's already established? It was a little intimidating at first, but they were so warm and friendly. Um, it was as if I had been part of the cast forever. They were so um, welcoming. I was just, it had been so long since I had done television that I was a little intimidated by the whole Hollywood scene and all of that, but I got over it very quickly. So it, it was a family show, but it really dealt with really serious topics. That, that it did, yeah. The Dust Bowl and um, that dealt with segregation. It dealt with a lot of really um, tough issues. Book burning. Yeah, that was a big one. And um, I, I don't know, it was the long, hard hours, but because we were all so close, it made it manageable for me. Right. Working with a large cast, a lot of the scenes were around the table, like at different meals time. Were those hard to shoot when you had like almost every member of the cast in that scene? I dreaded those scenes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> those scenes by about five o'clock after the mashed potatoes had been scooped out of the bowl about 40 times and on the plate and off the plate I, I would just put my head down on the table and laugh hysterically and end up sobbing yeah we'd all those were those scenes were awful but the kids because of the kids and because of the fact that you know Eric who played Ben would crack jokes and try to cheer me up and you know it, it was really an if, if we hadn't gotten along, I couldn't have done it. I would have had to, uh, I would have had to leave, but it was like a second family. So made it manageable. When you have that many characters, you know, each episode, you want to focus on the character. Were there any moments or episodes that really stood out for your character, Olivia? I mean, I have one in my mind. I was thinking what you thought. Well, the bicycle was fun. That's what I was going to say. The bicycle. It was a, yeah, that was fun. And um the anniversary was nice because at Ralph and I really had a, a spiritual love for each other that was very deep. And um, I think the love shone through on that, on that episode of, of the anniversary. So that, that holds, that's in my heart. That one. Can you believe it's the 50th anniversary? Of, of the show? Of the show. Oh, it's, no. Yeah, it's I, amazing. Don't, don't tell me this. Don't okay. tell me this. I won't tell you. Take it back. I'll take it back. Uh, so after the Waltons, we won three Emmys for the Waltons and you start doing all this stuff. I remember in my household, my family, uh, my parents, they would watch Nurse. They were big fans of oh. the series Nurse. 
and uh, we like we like TV shows that took place in New York. That was I always I still enjoy movies that take place. You know, the setting is New York. Was that a good easy show to film and do? No, it wasn't easy to do. Unfortunately, I th- I think it'd still be on because some of the scripts were wonderful. But initially, they were writing. The writers were from um, Hollywood, Los Angeles, and they weren't really um, always. You know, for for instance, she didn't have any locks on her door, and and those ep- those little details really bothered me because when you're living in New York, you've not got you not you not only have one lock, you've got about four locks on your doors, especially if you're living in Harlem, which she was the character was, and they'd have her come home and sit in her hot tub. You know, there's no hot oh, tub. That's not you. <laughs> you know, and so those little fights, they're they're little details, but they used to drive me nuts. And finally, they got uh, New York writers and who were writing for New York because that's where it took place. And uh, the grit of New York and the, the, the glory of New York and the grit of New York. Well, I see the sign behind you, the, the New York sign behind you. Right. And uh, there's so much that's fascinating about New York. And, and, it, and yet you go out and life hits you in the face, um, good and bad. So I wanted more of that in the show. And we were just getting going when... Uh, it got canceled and that kind of broke my heart. Did you enjoy working with Robert Reed? Yes. He's a gentleman, a true gentleman. He took his uh, little hot, we all had, we each had a little hospital room, which wasn't terribly glamorous. I mean, it was a couch from Salvation Army and a coffee table, a glass coffee table and everything, all the hospital paraphernalia all around. So there was nothing glamorous about it, but he took his little dreary little room Sorry, I just knocked the phone off. He took his dreary little room and decorated it, and it was he turned it into a gorgeous little suite almost. Yeah. I remember my parents watching it, and I w- walked in when they were watching it, and Steve Allen was on. I remember he was like a talk oh, show host. Yes, he was. He was. He played a talk show host, and then he was in the hospital, and he turned his hospital room into like his like a, his work area. Like everyone from his studio was in the room and everything like that i was a little uh in awe actually you know because a lot of a lot of really eli wallach did the show and a lot of people that i really respected and uh and this was my show and it it, it was kind of bizarre it's like being in a dream a little bit right and you lived in new york at the time you weren't traveling back and forth to california were you i was living in new york you live in new york yeah. so you also did some uh, feature films. I remember Power with Richard Gere, and you did Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Yeah, I just had tiny little roles. Yeah, but working with Richard Gere was um, was really lovely. He's a he's a lovely man. I had a crush on him. He was really sweet. Unfortunately, I was married, so that, that's all it was was a crush. But um, he was so kind and thoughtful and and supportive because I I remember there was one scene I was really nervous so he just tell me I had to get on an elevator in the needle and he just held my hand all the way down he was really fun sweet and then in the eighties I remember there was a spinoff of Who's the Boss called Living Dolls oh yes I'm really proud of that one <laughs> well it was, it was, <laughs> well you, you worked with Halle Berry I, I think oh, it was that I'm thrilled with because she is as beautiful on the inside as she is out they all were they were wonderful but the show wasn't really i didn't think it was as good as it could have been right it was before halle berry and leah remini who were who they are today so yes exactly yeah 
Um, when I have people on, you know, people always, you know, say who's going to be on. And sometimes they'll say, Oh, ask about this. So you did, it's become like a cult show. Now you did about seven episodes of scrubs. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And you played Mrs. Wilk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a fun little arc to do that show? Yeah. I loved the part. I thought she was a nice character. I really liked her character. It again, it's one of those shows. I remember people coming on our show and we're all, we all know each other and we were kidding around. We'd be kidding around. And of course, somebody coming on as a guest is trying to do their best work and stay focused. And um, so it's always a little bit when you're a guest on a show where people have been together a long time, you always feel a little bit like the new kid in town. But uh, they were all very nice. And uh, I loved the part. I thought it was a really nice part. I liked her character. Yeah. When I was talking with Judy, your co-stars in the Waltons, Judy and Cammy. Um, they were talking about all the guest stars um, who were on the show, who went on to be, you know, right. yeah. super famous. Uh, any memories of those people when they came on and then where they wound up? I think of Sissy Spacek. Um, and, and, you know, actually, we, we did so many shows, I can't think of all of them. But I've always it's always fun when you see somebody who suddenly has become big and you remember them when they were new on the show and maybe just making their first big splash. So yeah, Sissy Spacek is the one that comes to mind at the moment, but the minute we, we stop talking, I'll think of all the others. Think, think of all the others. When I was talking with Judy and Cammy, they were talking about how they looked up to the older cast members and what they learned from them. So I was wondering with Will Gear and Ellen Corby, did you take anything away from them while doing the show? Um, just that I love them. And, um, but, you know, Ellen, Ellen was, had been a script supervisor before she became an actress. So she was very much, very precise in the words. And she, um, I guess I learned from her, but Will, Will just was Will. He, he, I knew him before at ACT. And uh, he would plant gardens whenever he went to a theater and he was in rep, he would plant a garden, he planted a garden at, at the American Conservatory Theater. And he traveled with APA, which was a, a company that Ellis Rabb started. And um, he just, he was just who he was. He was a hippie. Right. And Ellen was more precise and, and, you know, deliberate and caring and sometimes a little cranky. But I loved her very much. I was with her at the end with um, Earl and I interred her ashes into the Hollywood Cemetery. Yeah. So if you're going through the TV and channels and the Waltons come on, do you take a moment to take a look at it? Do you watch? Hardly ever. But my husband does sometimes. And I always, you know, I think, why don't I watch it? But and when I do, I think, God, that was a pretty good show. It really, for its time and what it was trying to do. Um, most of the time, I, th- I think it was pretty good. Yeah. Here in New York, it's on every day at noon, weekdays on me TV really? every day. I wonder who watches at noon in New York. I don't know. <laughs> Do you? Oh, God bless you. Yeah, definitely yeah. turn it on. So you did some stints on soap operas, um, Young and the Restless, General Hospital. Now those shows, these are big scripts that have to be done every day. Is it a little bit different than doing um the one hour drama when i don't know how they do it i really don't i had to have for one of them i had to have my script right there i played a judge i think i can't remember which one it was but 
um, and I had a lot of dialogue and I thought, I, I, there's no way I can learn this overnight. And so I had to, I had to cheat a little bit, but they're used to it, I guess. And they just, they do it. They earn, they learn pages sometimes of dialogue for the next day. They're my heroes. They really are. They're good actors. I think soap operas sometimes get dismissed because they're on during the day, but there, there's some wonderful acting and amazing actors who learn these pages full of dialogue every night. I don't know how, how they do it. Mostly I had to learn things like more coffee, time for bed, kids. And then what happened? Pass the salt, please. You know, they just put me in a scene, but they didn't always give me a whole lot to do, which, which is terrible for an actor. When you get a script for a play, you get it down. Can you pick it up fast? You need a lot of rehearsal for it. Not, not as much anymore. I usually have to learn it going in now. I try to go in knowing my lines pretty much. Um, I was supposed to do on Golden Pond this summer, but then I fell and broke my wrist. So Karen Grassley uh, replaced me. Oh. And uh, I, I, I wrote to them and said, now I'm just going to be the old ex-wife. <laughs> they loved her. She was wonderful. And uh, she's a very sweet person. Yeah. She's the other mama. She's the other mama. That's right. Both shows. Um, so I know you have a new series coming out. I mean, I know we could just say it, it's a new Netflix series. I'm allowed to say it's, I, I don't know what the title will be eventually, but it's Monster as of now. It, it's listed as Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. That's what it says right now, coming to Netflix. Okay. And I know it's a Ryan Murphy series. It's a limited series of 10 episodes. And um, Evan Peters is playing Jeffrey. Um, right. Did you enjoy working on it? I enjoyed him. He's the sweetest guy in the world. And, um, you know, it's lo lovely to work. And it's just hard. I had to do a little research. And there was not much about her. But there were some photographs of her, which gave me a sense of who she was. But um you know, I, I have a grandson who's living with us, who's the most gorgeous looking and the kindest, sweetest guy in the whole wide world. He cooked me a fabulous dinner last night when I came home. And uh, I thought, what, what would I do if I discovered he was a serial killer? I mean, it, it, the situation that poor woman was in because she loved her grandson. Right. And, uh, and then to discover what he was capable of doing is beyond, beyond imagining for me. Well, I know my Ari, my darling Ari would never do it. <laughs> and it's a Ryan Murphy series, which uh, Ryan Murphy is pretty popular out there with a lot of different series that he has. He does wonderful. He does wonderful things. I was honored to work with him. And uh, there's going to be a, I believe there's going to be a um, premiere in New York soon. And so I'm going for that. Right. It's around the 21st of September. Yeah. But there's no, uh, I know they said it's going to air in the fall on Netflix. So we'll definitely look out for that. So any excuse for me to get to New York. I love New York. Yeah. Catch up on some theater. Yeah. While you're here. There's not much going though, from what I hear. Yeah. A lot of things have closed this past month and things are opening up slowly. I mean, this, I really can't think of anything that I really would want to go see right at this moment, you know, maybe later in the fall. Did you ever think you'd be living in a pandemic ever? Did you? No. Ever? No. No. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, I know people going back to the theater. I haven't gone back yet. You know, a little leery. I mean, I'll go to the movies. I've been back to the movies. Yeah. So, so with the celebration of um, the Waltons, do you think there'll be some kind of things going on for the show? Because it's 
<laughs> I'm not going to say it. Celebrating. Let's say it again. I'm, I'm not going to say. Well, I'm not going to say it's it's an anniversary of the Waltons. You said not to say it. <laughs> oh, 50th year. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, I was 12 when we started. That's right. That's uh, so. I'm getting old, but um, yeah, 50 years. Gosh, isn't it amazing that people are still talking about the show? Though, when you think about it, 50 years later. Yeah, I, I think because of the pandemic, I interviewed Alison Ongrim from Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. And during the pandemic, I think everyone just went back to TV shows that made us feel good. Comforting. Comforting. Yeah. yeah, I feel comforted when I watch it. And I remember once we were, I used to watch it with my son, Lucas, my, my youngest son. We'd watch it every Thursday night, unless, you know, we were out or something. But I remember I was in the kitchen cooking dinner and, and the music came on and he said, mom, that music always makes me feel so happy, you know? So yeah, I'm grateful to have been, it's humbling to have been part of something that was meaningful to a lot of people. And what about TV today? What does Michael learn and watch on TV today? You have any favorite shows that you enjoy? I mostly watch Netflix. Okay. I watch shows that my friends are in. Ozark I watch because I know Laura Linney and and Richard and um, I think television is very good. Oh, there's a lot of good shows on nowadays. There's so many sometimes that you know people tell you to watch them and yeah, you have to catch up. And and because of cable, they're allowed to do and say things that we weren't allowed to do and say back in the day when there were only the network shows, you know, CBS and NBC and ABC. Uh, now there's cable and, and so they can go deeper and further and maybe some people don't like that that they can but i do there's a lot more choices i was talking to yeah. people about it it was much easier back then when you had the three networks what you're going to watch at night <laughs> that's right there weren't too many i, I, I can remember my first tv uh, it wasn't mine. It was my best friend's. Her, her dad worked for RCA. So they had this huge console with this teeny tiny little screen. It was probably about this big. And I just thought it was magical. We were allowed to go every uh, Saturday morning and watch Howdy Doody. This was back when I was 10 years old. Yeah. So is there anything coming up for you? Um, we know Monster is going to be coming out on Netflix. Anything else that you're going to be working on or in the future? damn thing right now so i'm an out-of-work actress waiting for the phone to ring <laughs> i'm sure it will <laughs> i hope it will yeah i, I love will. to work <laughs> so michael learned it was an absolute pleasure thank you John. having you on i'm so glad we got to do this and everybody don't forget the waltons is celebrating it's sorry 50th anniversary and um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of celebrations. And don't forget to watch Michael in the new Netflix series. It's called Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. It's coming soon. So, Michael, all the best to you. Thank you. You too. And everybody, thanks for listening. I'm John Contratti. And this has been another episode of Up Next. Up Next.